Welcome to Vibing Consciously, the podcast dedicated to deep discussions about spiritual healing and enlightenment. Hi everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Sarah. We're the hosts of the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living together. In this podcast, we dive deep into the realms of self-love, self-awareness, and self-transformation. We don't just talk about it, we actively live and breathe it. Always holding each other accountable as we navigate this journey together. That's right. We're two best friends on our own journey to healing, supporting each other despite our own beliefs and personal experiences. Through honest conversations, introspection, and connecting with our listeners, we uncover valuable insights, tools, and practices that support our constant evolution. By going inward, we unravel the mysteries of our own selves, and we're here to pass everything along that we've learned on our journey. You'll get to witness firsthand what the road to enlightenment looks like from the inside. Join us now as we dive into more healing, happiness, and wholeness. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting on your path, Vibing Consciously is a podcast for you. Get ready to immerse yourself in discussions that will uplift your spirit, expand your consciousness, and inspire you to embrace your own self-love journey. Let's Vibe Consciously. Welcome back to Vibing Consciously. In this episode, Sarah and I will discuss the unexpected shift that occurred in our connection, a transformation that neither one of us could have predicted. We'll discuss the challenges that we faced along the way and the moments of clarity that led to breakthroughs and the newfound dynamics that emerged within our friendship during our break. Enlightenment is not a linear journey and we'll be candid about the struggles we've encountered from confronting limiting beliefs and facing our shadows to navigating the complexities of personal growth. We'll explore the hurdles we've overcome and the lessons we've learned. However, it's not all uphill battles and obstacles. We'll also touch upon the aspects that have come more naturally to us and the ease we've experienced in certain areas of our spiritual journey. It's important to acknowledge and celebrate these moments of alignment and flow as they contribute to our overall growth and well-being. So get ready for an honest and heartfelt discussion about the effects of enlightenment in our lives and our relationships. We hope that our reflections and experiences will resonate with you, inspire you, and provide you with valuable insights as you navigate your own path to self-discovery. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode of Vibing Consciously, where we explore the wide range of emotions and experiences on the road to enlightenment. Let's begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Vibing Consciously. Welcome back. Season two, episode two. Woohoo! Today, we're going to be talking about what has happened in our lives through this process of enlightenment. Why don't you start by talking about your effects and like what the biggest changes you've seen? Well, I think really where we should start is the changes that we've seen with each other here recently and the things that we've been going through. Because the last episode we had Shannon on and we were talking about the Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat that I went to. And ever since I've been back, I have seen shifts in every single one of my relationships. And that includes ours as well. Yes. One of the most dramatic, <laughs> dramatic ones. I, I mean, at least what I experienced, it was like, it was not fun, no. but a lot of good came out of it. 
Yeah. And I think that it's kind of like that with anything we go through. It feels like hell when we're going through it. And even when we look back, we remember what hell we were in. It's not like we forget. But mm -hmm. afterwards, if you don't let it overtake you and you actually can stay focused on the positive and the growth, it always ends up turning out better than what you expected. Oh, yeah. And I know for me, it was hard because I came back from this retreat with all of this energy and feeling all of this love and you know, I'm going to create my reality. I was on a manifesting freight train and I made a promise to myself during this retreat that I was only going to allow in certain energy. I was not going to allow myself to be treated certain ways. And that promise meant a lot to me. And we had gotten into a conversation where I had to set a boundary and say, hey, you know, I'm not able to do this, but I emotionally reacted. Very much emotionally reacted. She had word vomit. <laughs> had horrible word vomit. <laughs> horrible word vomit. And like Sarah and I have discussed before, we both have our own religious trauma and mm -hmm. programming, you know, that we have had to look at. And Sarah's has always been a lot more, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Engraved. It's, it's, well, I think it's been more of the focal point for you. Because yeah. For me, I wasn't in a super religious family. I lived in a very religious community and my best friends who I practically lived with were very religious, but it's mm -hmm. different when it's actually in your family, it's fully indoctrinated into your being. Mm -hmm. And I think probably with you, is a lot of your main focus, I think, is healing from a lot of that religious programming, where mine is more family and relationship oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's hard to navigate how to heal from the religious trauma or upbringing, but I feel like it just happens, it happens, I don't want to say slowly, but essentially it happens at a slower pace. Like it's like a day by day thing. Like you see one little thing that you're like, Oh wait, okay. So that I can, I can write that off from my religious background and I can start looking at this now. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. So, it's yeah. those little things that bring awareness. Yeah. That's how it's been for me over, you know, the past, however long it's been almost two years, it's been, writing one little thing off and then moving up to the next one, writing one little thing off, moving up to the next one. But when you and I had our uh, disagreement and in all honesty, we didn't talk for quite a few days and it kind of felt like I was in a breakup with a boyfriend or something. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a very dramatic time. <laughs> I'll but agree. Yeah, I mean, you had your moment too, so, I mean, I feel like we're both going through that little breakup, but, I mean, it, it taught me that 
I don't need to live in any type of fear. But even so, with saying that, fear always creeps up throughout the day. And it's just a matter of if you want to basically hold your hand up to it and say, no, no, I'm good. And then walk the other way. So it's been a learning process, but it's it's been a good one for sure. I feel like our relationship has grown and is going to keep growing and changing, you know, as time goes. I think so too. And I think that there's a lot of friends that have to go through this where my spiritual awakening started before yours, but we are so involved in each other's life. And especially back then, because we worked together, we saw each other pretty frequently and Mm -hmm. there has to be so many times where there will be one friend who something will happen in their life to trigger them into this spiritual journey or healing journey, whatever you want to call it, this, this switch that happens in your life when you start questioning, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Where am I spending my energy? I think everybody has this point in their life, but everybody hits it at a different time. And the other friend who has not hit this point, I'm sure is like, how the heck am I supposed to support them? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to adopt these beliefs as mine? There has to be so many times that people go through this and it's not always easy. And up until this point, Sarah and I really haven't had many disagreements. I mean, we're very different people, Mm -hmm. but we kind of mutually agree on the same things as far as ethical things go, you know, at our core. I think that we're a lot alike in that. Yeah. And I think, I think at my core, I think I am... I could let all those walls that I have up, I think if I let them all down, I think I'd pretty much be almost the exact same person as you or pretty close, <laughs> well, you know, but I'm the version, I'm the version of you that just has those, you know, I have those walls up. Right. right. And Sarah, I have walls up too, just in a different way. Yours are more based on religion and i'm sure we all have some in every area okay so it's not like they're just pinpointed to one area but with us going through this it also made me realize okay i have gotten into an argument now with one other person about religion and spirituality I'm now having a disagreement with Sarah about religion. And also at the retreat, there was a lot of discussion about religious programming. So then that's when I had Mm. to take a step back and say, why is religion a reoccurring theme right now for me? What is my higher self trying to show me right now Mm. in my own religious trauma? So I really had to dig into that and say, you know what? I do still have fear from religion because like on the last episode how I was talking about seeing this energy move through the body that was all religious programming I saw because in religion when people do that because I went to a Pentecostal church for um, a few years at a point in my life where people were speaking tongues they were raising their hands they were falling on the floor they were feeling this energy And it's the same kundalini energy. Now, if they were feeling it genuinely, I don't know. That's not for me to judge. But at this retreat, I know they were. 
I know they were feeling it genuinely. And all of that fear washed over me. I was right back to being at that church where I had severe trauma happen. And I never really connected those two until our disagreement. Mm -hmm. Because I would have never looked at my religious trauma before that happened because I knew I didn't want to lose you. I knew that I wanted to grow through this and I knew that I was being presented with an opportunity for growth. But I also had the fear of, I've never been able to set boundaries with people. I've never been able to tell people really how I feel because I'm always so worried about hurting someone else's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to hurt you, but when I word vomit like that, <laughs> usually, it's usually a buildup of frustration. And I think that you were mirroring that so much for me that subconsciously it was this buildup that I didn't even know existed at the time mm-hmm. that just kind of came out and think that you don't give yourself enough credit. Because how you said, you know, in a few years or whatever, I might be like you. So we are the same vibrational frequency now. You are me and I am you. Or else we wouldn't be able to interact with each other on this plane. Because you, Sarah, were the one that practiced what we talk about. And you took a step back. And -hmm. you said, I don't think I should respond right now because... I'm going to emotionally respond and you mean more to me than an emotional reaction. What you just did to me, you were the one one that took a step back and said, okay, let me take some time to think about this. Yep. I did. Cause I remember like any other time that something like this would happen, I'll just go off the deep edge and I'll just type every single thing that my ego is saying say this. Okay. Now say that. Okay. Don't forget to add that in. And Oh, wait, you almost forgot about that. And don't forget about this, that that happened in the past and blah, 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 blah. This time I was like, Nope, don't even don't respond. I swear it must've been my higher self because holy moly. (laughs) It took, I mean, it, it, it was, it was an interesting reaction for me. Cause I was like, yep, this feels right. This is what I'm supposed to do. I mean, because you're my best friend. I wasn't, you know, I don't want to lose you over, you know, having a different kind of word vomit. Your word vomit wasn't bad. It was all things that I needed to hear. Had I word vomited to you, it would have been all ego, like straight up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am pretty conscious about that where... I, so when we say that we had a miscommunication, it wasn't me going off on her saying like, Sarah, you do, you're such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It it was just how I was feeling in that moment. And I think Mm -hmm. what really pushed me to over the edge was during the retreat, I actually had a meditation where I saw something happening with us. And I kept getting the message that we needed to kind of um, revamp the podcast to be Mm -hmm. more from our emotional center rather than just teaching. 
and I know that we were still talking about personal things in the first season, but I think right now there is a shift happening collectively where we are all being forced more into our hearts and we're being forced to look at the things that use up our energy and look at our fears because those fears take up energy through our daily life and we're being presented with choices on are we going to succumb to that fear are we going to continue to have our energy leak out towards this person or this situation that happened 10 years ago or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. or am i going to look to my future and who i want to be and when we were having our thing i'm telling you sarah i have had a lot of shifts in my life with relationships with family and (sighs) friends and all different sorts of things in these last two years but with ours, it was different. It really made me take time to go inside and really evaluate different parts of myself that still needed healing. Yep. You know, it wasn't even about us. It was just about where can I heal to be better in this relationship? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is after, you know, Kat and I had, we started talking again and we met up and we were having lunch at a restaurant and she's like, yeah, I was just having these weird thoughts. And she's like, I couldn't tell if they were my thoughts. And she told me what the thoughts were. And I just started hysterically laughing because I was like, oh my God, those are my thoughts. You can hear my thoughts. Like what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are very connected and something else very magical happened at this retreat where I really have been forced to step into my power because I've gained all these really cool abilities that I now have to figure out and navigate. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't even know that they were your thoughts. And I even had proof of text messages of I was texting this person about that. And here we are. It (laughs) It is wild. But even... Like outside of us and, you know, the growth that we've been through, there has been so many other changes too through this whole process where when you're in it, for me, I forget sometimes the changes that have happened just over the past couple of years since I've been awake, but really over the course of my whole life, things that have been presented to me and choices that I've made that have all led me to this moment. And once you start to realize kind of what you want for your life and you choose happiness and joy and peace, everything starts changing. And you don't realize, Mm -hmm. like everybody says that they want peace. They don't realize the work it actually takes to get there. Yeah. It is a conscious decision to be peaceful. And hopefully, eventually, we'll be so conscious of it that it will become unconscious. That's what I'm hoping for because I have seen dramatic changes in my personality and in my way of being and my way of thinking that I never would have had these thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, a year or two, five years ago. So 
for you, Sarah, where do you think through your spiritual journey, where do you think you've seen the most changes? Hmm. That could be personality wise, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that I've seen the most changes personality wise. I thinking back on, you know, where I was like, uh, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, like I used to, I was just a very angry person. I would hide it, but I was very angry. I was never happy in like family situations, you know, none of that. It was just not, I was just not a great person. Now, after, you know, waking up and I'm practicing yoga daily and just practicing patience, you know, even when it comes to like driving down the road, like I can see like my personality has changed. I am calmer. I am more at peace, maybe not fully at peace, but I am more at peace. I have more um, strangers that just approach me, you know, all I did was look at them and they want to start, you know, a two hour conversation with me in the middle of Target. So it's like, I, I, I apparently have some type of presence with me that has, is more welcoming. And even my, you know, even my children are seeing that and the change. And that's been pretty cool to <laughs> realize that, hey, I am changing. Like things are, things are better with all these changes. Right. Yeah. I, um, I've seen a change with my daughter as well. And that's kind of cool because before I woke up to all this, I was just super stressed out. I was in autopilot a lot. I was giving, 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 giving from an empty bucket, I'll add. Emotionally, I was not showing up for her in the way that I do now. And not saying that I was a bad mom and I was pushing her away or anything like that. It wasn't like that, but it's different now because when she has outbursts, I know that it's because she's feeling something. And as a parent, you're so connected to your kids. You know what they're feeling, but most of the time we're so caught up in our own emotional reaction. We don't even think about that. We're only looking at how we're feeling and how we're feeling triggered. And most of the time, we don't even know what that trigger is. So now I know when she's emotionally reacting like this, it's because she has an emotional need that's not being met and I'll talk to her. And she now comes to me so much more with things that she's going through and it is really cool. And I've seen for me personally, I've, I have seen a lot of changes in my environment too, because I'm actively manifesting and I'm actively taking chances in my life and really putting the fear to the side because a lot of the choices that my husband and I have made have been big choices that have absolutely been risk, but we've taken them because we know that the more that we put ourselves first, we put our needs first, the more that we'll be rewarded. And we have been every single time. Now there've been times where we've cut it close, you know, but it's all balance. Mm -hmm. 
And I would have never taken those chances a couple of years ago. Never, ever, ever. I've always lived paycheck to paycheck and saving every penny I possibly could with the fear that it could all be gone in a second. You know, holding that tight hold onto my bank account, monitoring every dime I spend. That takes up so much of our energy we don't even realize. And when you are living like that, you're putting out a state of lack into the universe. So that's exactly where you're going to stay. And at one point, I just said, you know what? I cannot do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take the chance. And if I fall flat on my face, I fall flat on my face. But at least I took the chance and I had the experience. Yeah. And so far, it, it's really paid off. Yeah. But like the mindset is huge. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've been having to say like affirmations as far as that goes, because I tend to have that hold. But I notice when I say the affirmations that I say, it always tends to be better and I don't know. Money just comes flying in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, our words have power. Yep. And, you know, fake it till you make it. It really is the truth because you, the more that you relax into that feeling of that affirmation, the more that you're programming your mind and your body to believe it. Yep. You're literally reprogramming yourself. Yeah, and I think I even sent you that affirmation. Did you, have you been using it? I have. And it makes a difference, huh? Yeah, I have a few that I say pretty regularly, and then I'll have a couple that I'll come back here and there. I just mm -hmm. kind of flow with whatever I'm feeling at that moment. And it, yeah. it works for me. Uh, some are tougher to nail down depending on where the core belief is, like worthiness, mm -hmm. really feeling worthy and being in my power that takes a little extra work but i'm getting there i can feel it happening yeah so cat what do you feel like your biggest struggles have been i guess you could go back to the sense coming back from joe dispenza or you know just in general what have what what are your biggest struggles or what have they been oh um my biggest struggle coming back from Joe Dispenza and in this whole journey, because it seemed to have come to a peak after I got back, has definitely been relationships. Relationships have been the hardest because I have always been the one that lived with illusions that people were going to change and automatically love me exactly how I needed them to love me. And when I woke up on this spiritual journey and I started evaluating my relationships and I really started paying attention to how my body felt when I was around these people, I started noticing that some very close relationships that I had were extremely toxic for me. And I've known that for a long time. It's obvious. But... I lived in this illusion that they were going to change. So when they would abuse me, I would somehow justify it by saying, well, they experienced abuse. They're just living out what they know. 
and I would sympathize with them and I would actually take on their energy and their pain as if it were mine to carry. And it was not. And once I really started healing myself, I noticed how heavy that was. And I started having to let go of some of these people. And the ones that I didn't voluntarily let go of were organically taken out of my life where they just did not align with me anymore. And our beliefs became so different that we just couldn't be in that relationship because once you start telling people about times that they've hurt you or you start telling people about these miracles that you're seeing happening and it goes so against their scientific beliefs or their religious beliefs or their core values, it goes against all of that. They don't want to hear that. And I'm not budging for anyone on what I saw and experienced. I know that it's real and I'm no longer going to have people in my life that are going to continue to argue with me to disprove my belief. And I also believe and know that everyone is capable of this because at his retreat, he shows all age groups, all ethnicities, all traumas, all diseases healed with this work. And, you know, if people are so caught up in defending their disability or their illness or their emotional feelings, if they're so caught up and held up in that negativity, is it really someone that I want in my life? Because as you can tell in the last episode with Shannon, I met Shannon at the retreat and she's just like a breath of fresh air. She's so loving. She's so smart. She's so open-minded and people that are in this work are so kind and open and loving and warm because they're doing the work on themselves and they understand what it feels like and they just want to be better. They're making that choice to actually be better. And those are the people that I want in my life. And sometimes on this journey, the people who are a part of our old program of victim mentality and gossip and judgment, all of those relationships that were built on those things, on those lower vibrational energies, they're going to shift out of your life once you're on this path. If you don't do it, if you don't follow the signs to do it, then the universe will do it for you. And I've had to learn the hard way a couple of times with these, but I always know that it is growth. It's all meant to happen for a reason. What about you? What's so, been your biggest struggle? My biggest struggle, <laughs> when you and I got into our argument, honestly, that was the biggest struggle because that was this growing phase that apparently I hadn't reached yet. And so, well, the universe is like, well, I guess we'll do it the hard way. <laughs> and so that was what happened. And I had to learn the hard way and took a couple of days, but through it all, I learned that I can't let fear 
overtake anymore. Like, I've got to let that fear go. And I know it's, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time, but that's a part of the being a human. It takes time. It doesn't happen instantly. But that was by far the biggest struggle I had. Yeah, it is funny how the timing lined up like that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The amount of things that you had going on after you got back from the Joe Dispenza, I was just like, what is happening? And then I was talking to somebody else, and they had a bunch of stuff going on. And I'm like, what the heck is happening with everybody? And so I'm sitting there going, well, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was like this giant, like, like a fireball like um i don't know if any of you guys have ever watched uh thor but they have a part in the movie where it's called the satan's anus or something like that oh my and god that, that was pretty much what it was like i was kind of like wow i wasn't expecting this that was what i did not see coming it's never what because, you see coming. <laughs> well, and I, I've never gone through, I've never had a disagreement or an argument with a friend like this and actually came out of it and still we are friends. Like, never. Like, that was one of my thoughts. I was like, this has never happened before. This is yeah. just astounding that we're actually able to come out of this on the other side. Well, and that's what healing looks like when you have two people who are both healing and putting in the work, we know that there's going to be times of growth and mm -hmm. we know that it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, but in these relationships, we're put together to make each other better, yeah. you know, to drive each other to do better. And unfortunately in the world that we live in, we don't have that village around us anymore to support us and lift us up a lot of the times we're just hanging out to dry mm -hmm. and that's why these relationships are so important because we are here to support each other and love each other and be open and honest with each other mm -hmm. and if i get stuck in fear or repeat negative patterns i would absolutely want you to hold me accountable because yeah. i don't want to put that energy out there for anyone else either. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and this whole, this disagreement that happened, you know, it actually helped me heal from something that I was struggling with for quite a while. I just yeah. couldn't heal from it. And I realized <laughs> this was what helped me heal from that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, this is crazy. But I mean, it was great. So, that's yeah. All. If you really think about it, too, what triggers these things is we're putting out into the universe what we actually want. We're trying to align. So you put out into the universe that you want to become a yoga instructor. And to be a yoga instructor, you have to break out of these societal molds that we're in through religion or relationship with self, you know, all of these things. Yoga moves that energy and you're going to be teaching people how to break out of these patterns and stuff like that. So with you mm -hmm. just putting out into the universe, this is what I want to be a yoga instructor. You're going to have to go through a lot of dark nights of the soul too, because 
yoga is very spiritual and it's kind of like how um with me going through the shamanic journey i didn't realize how going through the shamanic journey was going to completely uproot everything in my life <laughs> yeah and it's kind of the same with yoga you have to shed all those old parts of you in order to get to that center oh yeah 100 percent so it's interesting how our relationships and our environment and all of that, it always flows together somehow to align with our purpose. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting because, you know, in a year, six months or whatever, we'll look back and we'll, we will go, wow, look at, <laughs> look at, look at what we went through. You know, that's one thing that I've been. I've done a lot and I, I look back even when it comes to just a month I'm like okay what has happened this month oh my god <laughs> you know like right. wow it's been a lot <laughs> right a month seems like a year sometimes yeah and each month there's always something that happens did you have you noticed that like each month there's always I guess you know how you always put it there's always a shift like a big right. shift so it could be big it could be small whatever you know but still Start keeping up with the moon cycles. I'm telling you, every mm -hmm. moon cycle, there will be a shift in your life. And once you start becoming aware to it, you can prepare for it a little bit better. Because mm. every moon cycle, when you're at that full moon, it's going to be at the height of shit. Mm, yay. <laughs> That's The full moon is usually just when I expect my daughter not to sleep through the night. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's so... expect some more stuff, so. But it's not, I mean, it'll I be it, good. It's all for the, it's all for the good. I make know? it sound crazy because I make everything so heightened in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always so crazy. Sometimes it's little shifts, but it seems to be bigger shifts here recently. Yes. It really has been. Through this journey, what are things that have come easy for you? What do you find to be easy? The only thing that is coming to mind right now is my reactions towards people has come easier um instead and when i say that i mean instead of like me overreacting to say for example somebody asking me to sit down at a concert yeah you know, i didn't yell and scream i just said okay you know i don't i don't overreact you know like you mentioned your daughter having a meltdown that's the same thing you know my daughter's have meltdowns I don't overreact and scream yeah you know I pause I think about it and okay well why don't we do x y and z instead yeah that's what I feel like has come easiest so that is a really good thing I'm still working on that what about you um uh, <laughs> My biggest thing, no surprise, that's come easiest is just like taking in all the information. I never I was, knew. I was thinking yours would have been like meditating. No. Oh, God, no. I'm working on that. Well, now it's easy. Now I love meditation. I look forward to meditation. It is pretty crazy when your body starts to crave the meditation. That's when mm -hmm. you know you're doing something right. <laughs> but yeah. Meditating did not come easy for me at first. I mean, I just recently got on a, a regular, and I'm still kind of 
tweaking it, a regular meditation schedule. But taking in all the information has been super easy for me because I never knew that I had such a love for information until I found metaphysics. And now I just want to know everything. I feel like you do know a lot of information. <laughs> Definitely do. Like you read a lot of like books. So, well, like, like sometimes I, you know, will be talking. I'm just like, how does she know all this? Like you just like I told you yesterday, I said I just need to get into multiple books and just start digesting everything I can. Yeah. I mean, I have read a lot of books, but I also think that I've really opened up my channel. So I'm channeling a lot of the time too when I'm distributing information. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the information can always shift and change too. How do you think that you handle these shifts when they come along? Well, I handle the shifts by one, I pause, I stop, I think before I react because you learn through, I would say, multiple mistakes of just reacting that that's not the right thing to do. Sometimes you need to pause and think about what you're going to say before you say it. And then also just prepare yourself as best you can. Like you had mentioned when the full moon happens, just prepare to know, hey, it's a new month. There's going to be a new shift. Be ready. Yeah. But also don't go digging for what's going to happen because there's just no... There's no point. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And you're going to get little cues and stuff as time goes. Like, hey, there's something coming. Hey, there's something, you know, something, something is going to happen. Right. <laughs> right. Just, you're not, you're not, you're not going to know what, and you're not going to know when. I will give you an example. I've been hearing uh, the month of November a lot, but it's like, as soon as I forget that I've been hearing about it a lot, I'll get little cues of, you know, a reminder, hey, November, don't forget, November. And those cues come through the most random people, the most random things, and I'm just like, okay, and I just let it go because it's not my concern. I don't need to know about it right now. Yeah, and that is something, too, that I think is like a big growing moment in this journey because you and I, we used to be so bad about analyzing every single little thing. And now I realize that the more that we analyze it, the less possibilities we're giving our higher self to make our manifestation actually come into material world. Because it always, it always shows up in a way that you don't expect. It always happens when you least expect it. It doesn't matter how much you analyze the situation, you will never know. So yeah, you're never gonna know what's gonna happen. It's gonna sideswipe you like what? <laughs> right. You just have to surrender. You have to relinquish control and say, you know what? I'm just here for the experience, and I just have to let it flow through me as best as possible, and know that it's going to come out better on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it always does. Yep. I agree. It does, even though in the moment that it might seem terrible. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Sometimes then you look on it and you're like, yep. But then you turn and you're like, oh, that was really great. I'm really happy that happened. Yeah. Which yep. for a lot of people, I'm sure that would be really hard for them to say, like, I'm, I'm really happy that this terrible thing happened. Right. Yeah. And you just have to find some way to have gratitude in it. Yes. 
Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Effects of Enlightenment. Yes, I enjoyed talking to you all and sharing our uh, story on what what has been happening for our little break and how we've learned and grown from that. Right. I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about these guests, Kat. We will have a lot of amazing guests on this season. I'm super excited. We'll keep you updated on social media and on our blog about the guests and who you can expect and what to expect from next week's episode. We're going to have a lot of really exciting stuff coming at you this season. Yes, I am looking forward to it and we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this journey to self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and the practices we've shared have helped you to raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Don't forget to be kind to yourself, listen to your body, and trust the process. Make sure to visit our website at vibingconsciouslypodcast.com where you'll find links to listen to our newest episodes, subscribe to our newsletter, and find out where you can find us on social media. If you have a topic that you'd like to be featured on Vibing Consciously, or you'd like to be featured as a guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Keep up the great work, and remember, if you're feeling, you're healing. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love wherever you go. Namaste.